Welcome to Roll with Adventure, a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition podcast that transports you through the magic of imagination from our world to the far off world of Ibris, a land full of heroes and villains, the evil and the divine, monsters and miracles, and, of course, magic. We are delighted to bring you this adventure from our imaginations to your ears. If you like what you hear, please subscribe for future episodes and follow us on social media. If you want to learn more about us and this podcast, please visit us at rollwithadventure.com. And now, let's listen as our heroes roll with adventure. Hello and welcome to Roll with Adventure. This session's campaign is of salt and blood. My name is Cass and I am the dungeon master for this ragtag band of heroes. Today our journey into this tale of adventure, intrigue, secrets, and magic across the world of Ibris continues. This session begins in the late morning of the 6th of Altor in the year 1069 PR, with our party about to come face to face with the Predator once more. Now, before we dive right in, let's meet our band of heroes. To decide the order of introduction, let's roll player initiative, not character. And remember, here, we roll with adventure. So, what intelligent delight or mind-numbing tale have you to share with us tonight? So randomly, this week, I learned that the largest land organism on Earth is a fungus. It's called the honey fungus. The very largest of them is in Oregon. And it is 5.5 kilometers across, which is 3.4 miles for people that do miles. And that is bigger than the biggest giant sequoia or an African elephant. It may be over 2,000 years old. Anyway, I thought that was a really interesting fact. So I always think like, Whales. Or, yeah, whales. I think whales is the first thing that comes. Oh, this is a land thing. Anyway, I don't know. But a mushroom that big is enormous and cats would die. Or we can't go to Oregon. Mycelium are like the greatest creations of the biological world. And as I think, I think I've said it before on this, they will be the end of us. Just they will be the end. So you are reinstating that. Oh, I gotta have to take some kind of modifier for this. I'm going to take a zero because I don't know what I'm going to do with that fact. I'm going to do my fun fact on Steve. Steve is a big old garter snake that lives in my backyard. Steve and I have a weird relationship because I'm afraid of snakes, but I also recognize the usefulness of Steve as he eats all kinds of critters and uh, things like that. But yesterday, Steve scared the poop out of me. As I was mowing my lawn and Steve, who's now a big boy, he's about, he feels like he's like three feet long. This poor Steve is just always scaring me. He's thick too. Beautiful little snake. But, you know, Steve might eat a newt, a poisonous newt sometimes. And sometimes the poison from the newts uh, can stay in the liver for weeks, which makes Steve not only venomous, but poisonous as well. Steve, if you're listening to this, love you, man. I'm taking a plus one. I love that. I also love Steve. 
I love snakes. My fact is that there was a type of frog in Australia. It's unfortunately extinct because frogs are really delicate and we actually don't totally know why it went extinct. It just sort of like died. But instead of laying eggs and the eggs turn into tadpoles and then the tadpoles turn into frogs, like, you know, normal frogs, these frogs would lay eggs and then the mother frog would eat the eggs and then the eggs would turn into tadpoles in the mom's stomach and then they would turn into frogs also in the mom's stomach, which is weird. Apparently they release some kind of chemical or hormone that like shut off both the digestive system and the process that makes the like stomach acid. So they would just like chill in the mom frog until they were ready to be regular frogs and they were called gastric brooding frogs which makes sense um i think i'm gonna take a minus one because i kind of don't love that fact but it's a fact that you all now know so i uh was watching many of my youtube videos and i found an interesting one about space particles i forget the exact particle name now uh, i'd have to find it but supposedly these particles keep bombarding all of earth and some of the funny things they have is they can flip bits in computer systems so and it's happened a couple times that have affected major things one of them was an election at some country in the middle of the uk i think somewhere in there where a lady got four thousand votes that were impossible to get because the number added up to greater than the number of people in the county which is how they found out that there's this weird phenomenon so the because of this, the actual space probe, so like the Voyager 1 and the Voyager 2, actually had to be hardened against um, this particle hitting it so that it would not make the Voyager like go off course or smash into a planet or send back wrong data. Uh, so I'm not going to take anything for it, but it's still a cool and scary fact to understand that there's things out in space that just don't like computers and can mess with them like that. So speaking about protecting yourself from particles, I learned this week to reapply your sunscreen at the beach. So I will be taking a minus two. Well, let's see what you roll. I got a 19. 13. 18. You got a five. I don't, I don't know why I get all my natural 20s in this. It happens all, all the time. <laughs> That's an 18, though, minus two. Good evening, everyone. My name's Corey, and I play Kalina Floros, who is a human fighter that used to be a soldier in the Tauran army. Hi, my name's Ellie, and I'm playing Maya Volta, a human cleric of Cain. My name is Josh Disco. I play Alice, the radiant Genasi druid of the Half Moon Circle, who is a walking, talking magic mirror. Hey, world. Carlos here. And I play Marcus Evander, a human rogue and a scout in the Talaran army who really hates blankets now. Hi, I'm Emmy. I'm playing Sylvie Antaeus. She's a half-elf monk, and she will now look for skeletons in the bottom of chests because, turns out, sometimes they're there. Now that everyone has introduced themselves, let's get this adventure rolling. And remember here, we roll with adventure. Before we dive directly into play, I wanted to clear up something so that you guys don't keep operating under certain perceptions. You've referred to the creature as a were-shark, whereas I keep referring to it either as the creature or the predator, 
and in the last session I provided some information to Disco when he asked what does Alice know about lycanthropy. That information was, they're simply fairy tales, they don't exist. This is because on Ibris, lycanthropy, to be honest, does not exist. There are tales of shape-changing creatures, but werewolves, even were-sharks, do not exist in the knowledge or language base of the world. Perhaps this is because they do not exist at all, perhaps it is because they do not exist yet. The stories that anyone has of creatures like this are derived from tales of druids that have gone mad, or of vile transmutation magics gone wrong. As such, before you guys make any mistakes, I wanted to disabuse you of the notion that therianthropy or lycanthropy exists. I would also suggest as a group that you guys come up with an alternative name to call the creature rather than were-shark, like how you previously used to call it like a shark person or something else, uh, just to reduce confusion. Do you guys have any questions or do you want any clarifications from me? No. Can I volunteer a name for our shark friend? Oh, please. Can we just call him Bruce? (laughs) (laughs) It is elegant. I was thinking of just calling him Timaeus to remind us all of the potential human trapped inside the shark. We could call him Quintal. Of course you would. Of course. Maya's on a mission to save him if she can. I volunteer the name murderous shark creature that we have to kill and destroy. (gasps) Maya cannot go along with that. Murderous shark creature, maybe, but that we have to destroy and kill, mm, I don't know. Not until after we save Timaeus and it's just the shark creature left. Unless it tries to kill one of you and then fair. I think it already did try to kill one of us. I mean... Technically. It tried to kill a baby and its mother at the same time. Oh, I don't know what we're going to do. I I mean, first of all, we got to live long enough to worry about whether we're going to kill it or not. But, uh, yeah, murderous shark monster works for me. Well, you guys have a couple options. Murderous shark person, murderous shark monster that you must murder and kill because it's trying to murder you. Bruce, Timaeus, got lots of options there. But now for the story. Alice stares through the hole that your party smashed into the secret room in the basement as a fell scent breathes into the room. The stench of rotting meat, of death, of decay, of something evil. The natural cave walls of the room and the black-green stone of the lighthouse are starkly illuminated by the stone Maya blessed with Cain's light. You can see the dark stone within the archway of the lighthouse's base seems to briefly waver before turning pitch black with a shudder. Like a pool of black ink, it ripples slightly as a massive webbed claw of grayish scales breaks through the surface and then another breaks through on the other side. They clutch the sides of the arch before a familiar, monstrous head begins to pull itself through. Alice, what do you say or do? You perhaps have mere moments before this creature will be in the room and will see you. What do I say or do? Yes. Oh, man. 
I was planning on, like, covering up the hole with a minor illusion, but I think it's too late for that. You know when the surface tension of the water pulls around something as it starts to extrude from it? It's like that. The liquid is slowly breaking off of its head. Basically, imagine this happening in very slow motion. You see the claws come through, and that's when you probably would have started whatever you're about to do. Or whatever you're about to say to your party. And I can either choose to say or do something. I cannot do both. I will let you do both. Just, if you're going to say something, keep it quick. I will say run, and I'm going to make a minor illusion of Vanessa bleeding in the corner of the room as a distraction. And I'm going to tell the group to run. The room that you're in, or the room that the creature's in? The room that we're in. As Alice turns slightly and says, run, you see an image flicker into being in the corner of the room that you're in. It looks like Vanessa, but laying there with a wound and bleeding. What are you guys going to do? Maya is going to cast light on her fork, which I believe will make the rock in the cave room thing go dark. It will. And then she will run for the stairs as she has been instructed. She's seen enough scary stuff in this house that if Alice thinks we should run away, then yeah, she's on board. Is it possible for Marcus to take a shot at it? Maybe slow it down just even a little bit? Or would that break any kind of facade that Alice tried to do? The main problem with that idea is that only Alice has seen the creature yet. Oh, okay. Because he was looking through the hole. Ah, I misunderstood. Also, your your source of light for being in the basement is is running up the stairs. For those of you without dark vision. Marcus is just going to run. <laughs> Sylvie's going to follow behind uh, Maya and Marcus, but like keep tabs on both Kalina and Alice and make sure that they're going to follow. She would stand there dumbfounded for a moment and then like grab Alice and yank him as she runs out, trying to run. Alice, are you going to let yourself get yanked out with Kalina? I'm very used to Kalina yanking me out of situations and carrying me away from things, so yes. Can you give me a perception check? I can. Okay. Perception, perception. That will be a 13. So 14 plus one. As Kalina grabs you and yanks you back, you can see the dark icker. Because your dark vision still allows you to see a semblance of what's in there. Pull off of the creature's head. And as it does, the creature steps out onto the cave floor. And it almost seems to, as you're being pulled back, stop and freeze. And you can hear the sound of it breathing in. Can I react to this? Sure. I would like to use Druid Craft to make the smell of blood in the corner by the illusion. Excellent. You guys have made it to the bottom of the stairs. Maya, are you continuing to race up the stairs with the light taking it and therefore most of the party following you because of it? She's going to check to make sure that everybody's following. She knows Marcus and Kalina can't see. But if she sees both of them, which she does, she continues on up the stairs as fast as she can go. You guys are at the I've made it to the top of the stairs when 
you hear this horrific sound. This sort of keening wail. But at the same time, a whistling. A whistling of air as if it's being devoured between mouths and teeth. You know, when you were a kid and you had a loose tooth and you could whistle through it? Imagine that sound. But taken to the nth degree. Made exceedingly creepy by this weird chittering in the background. And it's coming from a giant monster. Are you guys going to say anything? We have to stop it from following us. I would assume Cassie would recognize that as the same chittering of the teeth we heard in the forest before. It is basically the same. It might be this creature roaring. Kalina, do you still have that wine? Uh, yeah. She'll pull it out. Like, what do you want to do with this? By the way, you're still, like, carrying me, correct? <laughs> yeah, kind of like, as we're, like, dragging up the stairs. Yeah, pour it on the stairs as we go up. Just to, like, like not all of it, but pour it on the stairs as we go up. Uh, and she'll reluctantly <laughs> turn the bottle over as the both of us are rushing up the stairs. But you can tell she's not happy about doing it. Maya's gonna run to the fire and grab what she can, like if there's an end of a whatever that's not burnt yet that she can carry. If not, she's gonna grab... Does it, is there... There's like a pans or pots or something maybe that she can kind of try to scoop with. She's not worried about burning her hands. She's worried about being eaten by a shark monster. Give me a flat d20. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. I feel nervous. It's a 12. The balance of probabilities are good in your favor. There is something you can grab, be it a pan that you can get some of the burning things into by just shoving it under and popping it up, or a log or a piece of one of the boxes that part of the end hasn't burnt away, but is burning on the other end. I'm going to say, like, if this is okay, a frying pan that she sort of uses as an impromptu shovel to shovel a bit of flaming debris onto and then rush back to the stairs. While Maya is doing this, what are the rest of you doing? Marcus would allow everyone up the stairs before everyone for himself. And just to clarify, I I can't see the creature, right? You are correct. You cannot see the creature. The only time your party, just Alice in this case, has seen the creature this session was in the small secret room off the western cellar storage room. Alice saw the creature through the small hole that your party made that was big enough only to look through and throw small rocks through. There has not been a sound of a stone wall breaking or such, and the creature has not come into the cellar or up the stairs. Okay, perfect. I just wanted to clarify that. So yeah, that's what Marcus would do. He would just kind of be, oh, let's go, go, go. Anything in addition to that, such as pulling out your bow and readying an action? Yes. Thank you, Marcus. Sylvie, what are you planning to do? Um, I think... While you think about that... I'm not sure. I don't know. Can you give me a constitution saving throw? Yeah, I sure can. I think Sylvie's really, really nervous. That's not great. I got a natural one, so it's a two. As you've made it to the top, as that sound seems to crescendo in pitch, your side feels like it's burning where it bit you. 
it is excruciating. And you stagger. Like, you might even just slump to the ground where you are. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna try and compose myself. I'll, I'll be okay. Josh, you had started to say Alice wanted to do something. I will open my palm where a blue flame flickers into place as if created by the magnifying glass effect of light passing through his glass hand, and I will flick it onto the alcohol on the stairs as we all come up. It will ignite. Kalina, how do you deal with having such a magic, such destructive magic, wrought right before your very eyes? Uh, can you set a DC for and I will try to make a wisdom check to see if she can compose her. Would it be wisdom? Yeah, it would be a wisdom saving throw generally if you want to do fear. Yeah, so set a DC and let's see. 16. You will pass. She will breathe very, just she kind of hear, just like, <laughs> but she manages not freak completely out but she doesn't really do much after that it'll take her a moment to kind of compose herself so she'll kind of like run and just kind of stand there for a moment as she collects herself as the stairs begin to burn where alice has ignited them on the trail of alcohol maya flips the pan so that the embers go scattering down further igniting and beginning to burn them are you guys going to stay to ensure that this breaks or do you have Anything you want to do to try and make sure the stairs break? Or are you going to run from this room now? As you think about this, there is the sound of claws rending the air and ripping into rotting wood and scratching across stone. Like the sound of iron sword tips scratching across stone. It seems that this creature has likely attacked the illusion of Vanessa. <laughs> I just had a question. What else was in this room? You said, I know there was a table. Is there anything else? You've come up to the kitchen. So just a quick re-synopsis of what the kitchen looks like. The kitchen is enormous. It has a large central fireplace, uh, multiple sturdy wooden tables and multiple doors. The walls are covered in peeling white paint. And where the paint has peeled, you can see the lath and plaster behind it. There are large windows set into the north wall. The glass in them has been completely shattered, letting the elements in. The room, because of the open air, has much less dust in it. And the sturdy wooden tables are worn and weather damaged. There are two sets of stairs, one that leads down and then one that leads up. And then there are four rooms off of it. What you have determined is the butler's room, the housekeeper's room, a pantry, a cook's room. Oh, there's five doors off of it. And the butler's pantry, which is the one that you found the secret door from the kitchen into. You know, just be like, kind of get a mother like, table, stairs. Toss one. I, I know where there's more flammable material. Maybe we can throw some of that down and then barricade it with a table. And Maya's going to run for the, I think it was the cook's, or what looked like maybe the cook's room or something. The one that was closest to the stairs is not the pantry. 
the chest of drawers with the clothing in it? Yep, you can definitely go in and grab some handfuls. Uh, I think Maya would just take a whole drawer and because she wants not just the flammable material, but also like obstruction on the staircase if the drawers aren't too big. Okay. Yep, you can grab a drawer and you can get it out of there. If anybody followed her, she would love help taking these drawers out. Alice followed, but he did not grab the drawers. There's a bedspread. It's very light. Cass, do I see any dried herbs for the for cooking? In the cook's room, no. We can say that during your earlier search of the kitchen, you do know where they are. I would like to grab whatever dried herbs that I can, and I would like to open one of them up, and I would like to throw those dried herbs. Can I actually use druidcraft on these dried herbs to kind of increase their volume since they are plants? Are you wanting to create a whole bunch of smells so that it can't track you? Is that what you're trying to do? Yes, that is what I'm trying to do. Okay. How about instead of increasing their volume, you increase their potency with Druidcraft? Oh, potent herbs and spices. Absolutely. But I do want to hold on to some as well. I'm just throwing what I can into the into the fire that I find suitable. Understandable. You can grab a couple herbs and spices that you find. Uh, they're in some small little containers. You know that there are a couple of them that uh, you'd looked in earlier that had mostly just rotted away, but there was one or two, maybe three, that had survived. And so you can grab all of them and pop them into your enormous copper pot and throw some of them and throw some of them down the stairs so that the fire will ignite them and spread that scent. I want to actually put some in the fire, but I, I'm also looking to put some in the hearth that we that we lit in the kitchen as well. Nice. Okay. You're going to scatter into both? Yeah, it's totally doable. A spicy smell fills the air. One that each of you recognize as being an herb that grows natively on Merstwall. It generally isn't exported, but it is quite spicy. Locals call it Vesican's Basil. It is a radish-like microgreen with a flavor similar to nasturtions crossed with wasabi. You can scatter some into the fire and some into the burning stairs and some into the hearth. Sylvie, you're still doubled over in pain. Kalina, what are you going to do? It's probably going to take her a moment to compose herself from the shock of <laughs> the spell. So she'll be kind of like collecting herself for a moment more. Marcus, do you still have your bow drawn and an arrow at the ready? Marcus would probably put the bow down and can Marcus see that Sylvie is is it visible to Marcus? Sylvie visibly has slumped to the floor into a curled up fetal position. Yeah, Marcus would definitely check up and he'd probably say something. Sylvie, are you are you okay? What's wrong? What what's going on? Oh, yeah, my side it just uh, I'll be okay. I just need I just need a minute. It I want to get out of here. Insight check. Just kidding. <laughs> Go on. Sorry. <laughs> All right. If you feel that way, but 
If you need anything, you let me know, all right? I will, I will. As Alice throws that down, as Marcus talks to Sylvie, checking in on her, as Maya returns and dumps that drawer out and smashes it down, breaking probably one of the planks of the boards, the stairs start to sort of teeter, and that is when anyone that is looking down, you see the head of the thing start to appear in the smoke down near the bottom of it. It's hard to see through the smoke, and it is as the herbs are falling down and scattering into it that you see it sort of step in and violently react backwards. Probably too spicy for it, too. As... Your, the as your eyes also begin to water from the smoke. Maya's going to yell down the stairs, Timaeus, keep fighting it! And then she's going to say to her friends, Quick, run! We've got to find the Horse Mother's Grace! Any suggestions of running, though, would be kindly appreciated from anyone. But I don't really know where to go. To the pea-smelling room. The, the pea what? The pea. Okay, let's go. The pea smelling room. Yeah, I want to try and lead the group towards the room that we contacted the spirit in that smelled really bad of rat urine. You begin to lead the party out. There is this weird coughing, roaring sound, and then there is a breaking sound as if something put a whole bunch of weight onto the stairs and they began to break and crumble. As you flee from the kitchen, heading towards the rat urine-smelling room, you'll leave the kitchen and enter back into the butler's pantry. From here, you have three exits. Left, out into the dining room. Straight, into an archway that goes into darkness you have not explored. Or right, to another door which you have not explored. I think Maya's just following Alice. Uh-oh. Guys, what do we want to do? I think Maya wants to explore upstairs. We haven't found the Hearth Mother's Grace downstairs. And if it wasn't the kitchen fire, then it might not be a fireplace. It might actually be a shrine, is what Maya's thinking. Yeah, I think Sylvie's also on board with going upstairs. I mean, more distance between us and the shark monster couldn't hurt. Clea will just kind of follow the group. Alice, what way? We're going to go upstairs. Okay, so none of these options go up, like directly up. You've got left, which will lead you back into the dining room. Right, which leads you to somewhere you don't know. Or arch, which to you doesn't look dark. And it looks like a hallway that goes slightly down. Let's go the archway. You will charge down this archway which leads down a quick small set of stairs across a small little area and then back up another set of stairs to a landing. It is pitch black in here for everyone, basically anyone that doesn't have dark vision or with Maya's fork. This dark hallway is unlit and the air in here is dank and stale. Excuse me, dank? What is dank? Was burning those herbs, you know? Damp and musty, kind of. Okay, <laughs> sorry. 
I apologize. Forgive me. Yep. Dank actually means disagreeably damp, musty, and typically cold. The internet has ruined me, apparently. Yeah, my first brain was just like, dank weed. It's like, wait, no, that's not what dank originally meant. So a quick question before we kind of rush out. Was Sylvie still kind of, as we were leaving, was Sylvie still kind of doubled over in pain? My assumption is that someone in the party helped Sylvie make this track. Uh, probably either Marcus or Kalina, because they both made note of her and her predicament. Uh, one thing that is important to emphasize is that it seems that the farther you get from where she doubled over, the easier it is for her and the better she feels. Once you come up and onto that next landing, you can see that there is a door to the east and a door to the south. So a door to your left or a door straight across from you. One second, I just want to look at my notes. One thing I will note is that the doors on this side have all looked like doors. This side of the one that went to the dining room looked like a door with a door handle. The other side didn't have one and looked like it was part of the wall. So it's entirely possible that these lead to other rooms you've already been to. Oh, let's go east. Is that okay with everyone? East is okay? You're leading the way. I'm following. Yep, let's go. Lead is true. You're, you're you're in charge. Go. I do have the dark vision. Okay, let's let's go east. Let's go east. Throwing the eastern door open, you are presented with a familiar sight. The foyer. You are directly on one side of the grand staircase, on the other side of a panel of wood, of what had been the wooden siding of the stairs. Likely, this is one of the many servant doors across this house. Everyone, come on through the servant door. Maya runs behind. Don't need to tell me twice. Kalina will run as well. Let's go. Marcus will run right after. This seems the best option. Let's maybe go upstairs. Well, there is a grand staircase here. The five of you pile out into the foyer, quickly closing the door behind you. Directly to your left, or to the north of you, is the entrance back into the dining room. But this is also where the main staircase to the second floor is. Sylvie, the pain in your side, it has subsided a decent amount. It is still agony. But it's not debilitating. What will you guys do? Great, I have some kind of weird shark boy radar. I mean, I'll lead the group up the main stairs. Also, Cass, the lights are lit in here, correct? Yes. You pour up the grand staircase, thundering up into the second floor's main hall. This roughly X-shaped room is central to the second floor of the house. The rooms coming off of it like spokes. The many blank cream-colored walls of this hallway and open space are adorned by amateur but spirited drawings of nature around the manor. Off of this landing, there are nine rooms. What would you like to do? Well, let's just quickly check them as fast as we can. If there's a shrine, I'm sure... Well, hopefully it's not hidden. 
Someone should stay watch and yell if that thing comes near. I'll I'll do that. I'll stay watch. And I'll holler. Maybe we can post one person kind of in the doorway so that we're not too far apart from one another. Well, remember, uh, I can't see in the dark, so I'm going to have to go with you, Maya. Oh, that's a good point. Right, do we want to split into pairs, maybe? But if we leave Marcus to watch and I take the fork, then Marcus can't see. That's a good point. I'm as blind as a, a bat. Why don't I stay here and watch and Marcus will go with Sylvie so that Marcus can see and Kleena will go with Maya so she can see. I'll just see on my own. Okay. All right. Let's just be really fast. And Maya will take whatever door is closest on the left for ease directly at the top of the stairs there is a door to the left and there is a door to the right the door to the left is the southernmost door the door to the right is the easternmost door if you were to go north from the stairs there are three doors and if you were go to, to go west from the stairs there are three doors i think that means i want to take the south ones i mean unless kalina has an objection she is going wherever you're going what about Sylvie and Marcus. I guess we'll take the east door, the one to the right of the stairs. Yeah, we can go. We can go to the east door. Sounds good as we can do right now, really. Excellent. Cass, before time passes for them to be doing these things, I would like Alice to do a minor illusion of the sound of them thundering back down the stairs. Excellent. Excellent idea. As you create that sound of you guys thundering back down the stairs, you actually notice that a small rat runs across the stairs, and then a couple other rats seem to run across the stairs like a carpet, and before they quickly run back into their holes. But as they do, they muddle all of your footprints. Wow. Thanks. Maya and Kalina, or Sylvie and Marcus, who would like to start? I'm happy either way. I think wouldn't uh, Sylvie and Marcus's door be closer, so we start with them, right? Great, Sylvie flings the door open. <laughs> you fling the door open. This room is dusty. The closed doors and unbroken windows have kept out the worst that neglect had to offer. The red velvet curtains are drawn across the windows and the walls are painted a similar red. The room has a very warm feeling, and the red walls and curtains pick up the rich red undertones of the wood flooring. This L-shaped room has a fireplace placed diagonally in the crook of the L, with bookcases running out from it along the short portion of the north and west walls. In addition, the longer west wall is also fully lined with bookcases. Some of the bookshelves have trinkets and small boxes on them. Not all are filled with books. The south and east walls each have two windows that look out over the land. This room has two wing-backed armchairs facing the fireplace that are draped in white sheets. A chaise and a writing desk with a chair. You've thrown the door open. 
this is what you can see. Hmm. It looks like some kind of library. Do you think we should go explore it, or should we just move on? Well, it's probably a good idea just to look around. I don't want to leave. I don't... I don't let's just do it quickly and then get back out in the hallway. That that sounds good to you. Yeah, that's fine with me. Can Sylvie open, like, one of the curtains so Marcus can see, probably since it's a little bit light outside? Most assuredly. As Sylvie throws the curtain open, a little bit of light coming through the shuttered windows, it briefly blinds you, Marcus. And suddenly, the room is very different. A fire is lit. Two dogs sit by the hearth. A man with his hands crossed behind his back stands looking out the window, dressed smartly, in a uniform a few decades out of fashion. A man perhaps in his late forties. A man that you were sent here to speak with. You are Antony. You have been sent to Caligos Manor to investigate the disappearances of Mariana and Prana Caligos, Aleki Caligos's wife and child. It's beautiful, isn't it? Most of all, it's beautiful. When it was discovered, such stories were told of it. But do you know what I enjoy most about being here? Antony. Aleki Caligos turns to look at you. He raises a cup of brandy, and you note that you are holding one as well. I most enjoy being here because it is quiet. Because it is far from the politics of Telren. Please, drink. I know you're here on official business. I'm sure that Mariana and Prana will be back. They always are. Sometimes they're gone for weeks, sometimes just days. Had them been gone an entire year before. But they always come back to me. You take a sip. The brandy is good. Better than the stuff that is made in town here. But there's a faint aftertaste to it. You're not used to such good alcohol as this. And so you drink it back, asking him a few more questions. He answers them elusively. And then your vision blurs. Oh, Antony, can't hold your liquor, can you? He steps up to you. The smell on his breath is not the same as the liquor you drank. Your guts clench. 
There's a flash, a blur, and agony. Blood runs from a wound in your side as you begin to fall back. You lose consciousness briefly. It returns as your head smacks down the stairs. Aleki drags you by a single hand while his butler stands watching with a mouth too wide, a smile too sharp. You've done very well, Aleki. I am sure that Kugosa will bring Mariana and Prena back to you. I am sure the master will. It goes dark, so dark. Sylvie, Marcus is standing there, just a beam of light half coming down over his face. What have you done after you've pulled the curtain back? Did she notice him act weird, or did she... would she have noticed... Either you can choose, or you can roll a perception check. Oh, well, that's not great. A nine. With a nine, let's say you didn't notice. Okay, so she pulls the curtain back, and then probably just goes to investigate the little knickknacks that are around the shelves. While Sylvie continues to investigate a few of the knickknacks, the scene will suddenly shift again for you, Marcus. Light in the dark. Your name this time is Theos. You're Antony's younger brother. You'd come to the manor to look for him. He told you that he was going up to investigate some things that were going on. He hadn't come back. He told you to make sure that if he didn't come back to go to the guards. But you're 16. You're your own man. You didn't need to go to them. You could find him, help him with whatever he was doing, and bring him back. But brothers are so alike. At least these ones were. Theos fell for the same trick. A glass of alcohol. Imported. The good stuff. Your vision had blurred. As you were wounded, blood had run from the wound in your side. As you began to pull yourself across the floor, away from Aleki, staining this floor red. He held in one hand a wicked knife of shark tooth and bone. As he muttered, One life wasn't enough. With your life they will return. You are simply but a means to an end. You sought to find out where, where he had gone. Well, you will join him, and you will be there. Return. He lunges, 
You knock the blade away. You struggle to push the door open. It opens. The butler, an unassuming man named Quinn. He had let you into the house. He stands there. He must be your salvation. But his eyes... His eyes appear to be black like a shark. He smiles, his jagged teeth revealing themselves as he leans down towards you. Pain blossoms. The world goes black. You awaken from these visions with a gasp. Sylvie, can you give me a flat d20 roll to see how useful of a thing you were handling before you hear the reaction of Marcus? It's a two. We're rolling real good tonight. Okay, I'm going to roll on a trinkets table, because trinkets are fun. Actually, can you roll me a D100? Maybe. Uh, I don't have a D100. Let me find... Oh, I can do it. Great, thanks. You are looking at a small stand for a dagger, but it's a dagger carved of wood, and the writing under it is obtained in the year 954 during the Oscaruli Talren conflict at the battle of at the battle of Treebreak River dagger taken from an elven officer it appears to be a dagger made entirely of wood can i take the dagger oh yeah of course you can Great. It will be just as you pick up the dagger that Marcus will react. <laughs> oh, Marcus, are you okay? What what happened? Marcus is kind of a little bit shaken up, and he just... I don't... I don't know. I just... I saw a lot of things. A lot of strange things. Just quick... So I don't meta here. Would Marcus know all of the people that he saw, like, just from time in the house? Yep, you can remember all of that. You can remember being Antony, but everything beyond the outside of this house, only what happened inside it is what you can remember. And you can remember your time as Theos. Uh, not really... I was this man, Anthony, and I was looking for looking for a couple. There was a man named Alecki, and I think he poisoned me. And I, I was brought to the, the, I think the butler, but the butler wasn't right. Huge grin, sharp teeth. He wasn't natural. And then I was another, another man. Theos. I was... I was the younger brother of, of Antony, but... I was looking for him, and... I was... Alecki was saying some strange... He had that... That weapon. The... I think... I'm sorry, a little... Shaking up, but... The last thing I remember was... The butler. He had eyes like a shark. 
I don't, I know I'm sorry. I'm kind of, I'm kind of still going through it, but whatever happens in this house is evil, wrong. Yeah, well, we knew that. You think maybe the butler was, is also a shark monster? Or? I, I think, I think the butler, I may be wrong, but I think the butler's the true cause of what's going on. I don't think this lucky guy, I think he's trying to find, and I'm sorry, Cass, I can't find the name of these two. Mariana and Prana. I wrote down every name but those. This guy, Leggy, was trying to find Mariana and Prana. I don't know where they went, but I think he's trying to bring them back. I think he's... I think the butler is trying to have him kill people or sacrifice people. Try to bring them... But try to bring them back. It's more information than we had. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe we have to find out how to kill the butler? I don't know. I I don't think there's much else in this room. Do you want to meet back up with the others, maybe? See if they found anything? Yeah, plus maybe they can make more sense of what I saw than I can. It's a good idea. Did you find anything useful in here? Oh, I just I found this dagger. It, I think it's made of wood, but it's elven, so I think I'm going to keep it. That's a good thing. At least something was worth here, but... All right, let's get going. Two of you will start... We'll head out of the study. We'll move over to Maya and Kalina. You open the door into a room that is quite well illuminated. A large window set into the south wall lets in a great deal of light. And the shutters have only been partially closed, but it doesn't look like it has been damaged at all. Looking about the room, there's a small door on the western wall and then the one that you have come through in the northern wall. This room is cream and yellow with pink accents, and it is cheerful, and it looks like it would have been quite comfortable. The window curtains in this room are a cream with pink rosebuds. Scattered about this room, there is a chaise, a small bookcase, a clavichord, a wooden chair, a circular mirror hanging on the wall, an easel, and a small set of drawers, and a table that seems to have scattering of various painting tools and canvases. Maya's going to gesture to the clavichord and say, Well, I'm not touching that. Can you see okay, Kalina? Yeah, there's plenty of light. Do we want to search the drawers first or go into the other room? Uh, do you want to do the drawers? I'll look at the books and then we'll go to the next room. Works for me. Okay. And the clean will start pulling drawers open. So as Kalina is heading on over towards the drawers, Maya, you'll head over to the bookcase. Can you give me a perception check? I don't know why, but I was expecting you to be like, the clavichord jumps out and bites her. That's an 18. As you are about to go to the bookcase, you walk past the mirror first, and you can see that Kalina is heading straight towards the set of drawers over there. But it looks like there's the shape of a figure standing 
right beside those drawers. Kalina, look out! Don't! Stop! Wait! Do you turn and look back to Kalina, or do you continue to look in the No, I keep looking in the mirror. It slowly comes into perspective. A maid, holding a sheet of paper. She opens the second drawer, puts it into it, closes it, and then looks at you, makes eye contact, and then the mirror cracks. Hey, mirrors are my thing. (laughs) (laughs) Mai's going to spin back to look at Kalina, presumably not see anybody there, and say, there was somebody in the mirror. Let's check the second drawer in the desk. Kalina had turned towards you and had her, you see her hand on her source, like, are you sure? Wait, I know this sounds weird, and I, I would think I was hallucinating, except for then the mirror cracked, so I saw you walking towards the desk, and then it was like there was a woman at the desk, and she was dressed kind of like a, an old-timey servant, and she opened the second drawer in the desk, and she put in some paper, and then she turned, and she looked at me, Kalina. She looked me right in the eyes, and... And then the mirror cracked. Kalina is looking around. I don't see anyone. Kalina, I should also note that the mirror on the other side of Maya does not appear to be broken. Oh, good. (laughs) Kalina will cautiously go towards the second drawer, but will have her hand on her sword, or one hand on her sword the whole time as she pulls it open. You pull it open, and... There are a couple different things for various painting supplies, it appears, in this. But sitting on top of it is a sheet of finely illuminated parchment that looks like it has been unweathered. And it is scrawled in a beautiful script. There's little bits of silver... Uh, that have, that appears to have been worked into it, silver foil and gold foil, and there's flowers and almost what looks like a small little like drawing of a hearth. Kalina will pick the paper up, notice the hearth, and be like, kind of fan it, show it to Maya. Is like, is this it? It's got a hearth picture on it, but I can't read. Can you take a look? Oh wow. Um... Maya will go over and take a look at it to see what it says. Why don't you take a look at it? Mm. That is cool. Mm, pretty. Kalina, this is a great find. It says, Hime, Hearth Mother, I pray for your protection. I think this... Maybe this is what we need. Maybe we need to light a fire and say this prayer. Do you want me to read the whole thing, Cass, or do you want me to wait until we light a fire and Maya tests out her theory what would you like to do is Maya going to read it out loud now or is she going to wait I think Maya will have read as much as she just read and then if Kalina would like her to read more and ask then Maya will read the rest of it well does it mention well you think just any fire will work oh I don't know I mean I was definitely wrong about the kitchen fire so Maybe we actually do need to find a real shrine, but I think, I I mean, this is definitely going to help. An actual prayer to Hime, that is probably better than the thing I made up. Well, did your 
imaginary figure point anywhere? I mean, we could check this other room. Do you want to check the other drawers and I'll just have a quick look over this bookcase and then right on to the next room? Yeah, I can do that. Looking through the drawers, you find them to be filled with various painting tools, as well as certain texturing pieces, and a few smaller canvases. Looking over the bookcase, it appears to be mostly filled with books about different various various different subjects, also different books of poetry, some small short stories, fairy tales. It looks like books that would be read to more, to say, past the time. Do any of them look particularly well-worn? They all do. Maya will open, like, two or three, just have a leaf through them to see if there's anything stuck in the pages or written in the front. One book catches your eye. The front of it begins, has a dedicate. doesn't have a dedication, but it has a, For my beloved, may this help you pass the time. Please recover soon. Your loving husband, Aleki. Looks like his wife was maybe kind of sickly. Well, someone liked to paint. It's all that's in these drawers. Nothing useful. Uh, then Clayton will walk to the table afterwards and take a look at the stuff on there. The table is strewn with other tools, likely ones that she was using at the moment before whatever occurred occurred. Does it look like any of them were like like if someone was like dragged off of it, maybe something was dropped misplaced, or does it look like, you know, it's just a messy workstation? Give me an investigation check. Uh it's a seventeen. You're fairly confident that this is just more of a messy workstation, not like something was knocked over, not like there was any kind of fight in here or someone was dragged off or away from here. Well, if this was a room she was in, she definitely left willingly. All right, well, on to the next one, I guess. Lead the way. Okay. Maya will go and open the next door. We will flip back out to the hallway, then. Alice. While this has been going on, you have been in the hallway. The hallway, as I said, is not a very exciting room, but it does have a couple amateur paintings scattered around. Would you like to look at any of them? Oh, yeah. Well, well, the thing is, though, Alice is also very much keeping watch for the group. But if there is one that, like, he would find distracting, he might bring his vision to it. So he'll glance. There is one that catches your eye. It is a silhouette of a lighthouse against a roiling sky. And as you look at it, you almost think that whoever painted this was painting something they were afraid of. And as you get it, you realize that almost in the background of it, in the way the shadows are cast in the sky, it looks like the gaping mouth of the creature. 
like that thing you saw in the sky above you that is causing the storm. Whatever is going on here is tied deeply to that lighthouse. And you keep scratching at it, trying to think of where you've seen this before. You've seen a lighthouse like that. But you can also, you faintly almost, you can almost hear Beg Hilda's voice explaining something to you. Is it a lighthouse? Or is it something different? It's at about this time that Marcus and Sylvie come back. Maya and Kalina have not come back from the other room. Alice, like, says in a whisper, like, Hey, guys. Why are we whispering? Because we're being chased by a shark monster who doesn't know where we are. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen him, Alice? Is he here? He's not here unless he's invisible. So maybe? I mean, I hope not. That sounds scary. Have you seen Maya and Kalina? No, but I did see this painting where it's it's just making me think about the lighthouse. And I think that it, its purpose is not for boats to find their way. I think it's made for something different. Did you guys see anything cool? Well, I don't know if cool is the word, but... Marcus saw something. Yeah, I saw a lot of things. Anything important, like any important details, like names or things I should know? <laughs> well, I was just getting there. Because I heard you talking in a whisper is kind of hard at the moment. For whatever reason. Um, maybe we... Yeah. Um, so, you know the guy, Alecky? Yeah, I know him. He owned the house. Him, right? Yeah, that's the man. And you know the butler, Quinn, right? Oh, yeah, the butler. Yeah, yeah, I tipped him. Oh, well, I'm sorry, but I'm pretty sure he's evil. Oh, man, my gold went for nothing. Yeah, I think he's probably a shark person. He's the shark person, the butler. It was the butler. I had a vision, and I was a couple people, their names are Anthony and Thaddeus, and Alecky was looking for Mariana and, oh, Prina. Marcus, you had a vision? Well, maybe. Oh my god. It could have been an anomaly. Like opening up your third eye to divination magic? Like, I'm so proud of you. Oh my god. Oh. That's so cool. Thank you so much. Wow. I didn't think it was cool. I got poisoned. Oh, oh. That's not cool. No, I got, I think I got, like, chopped by the boat. It was, anyway, I think so. That's, like, not butler-like. It's very anti-butler, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's not like he's supposed to be, like, a good butler and he chomped you. You definitely should not have tipped him. That is for certain. Yeah, that was a mistake. There's been a lot of mistakes tonight, but anyway. Yeah, I think so. Well, anyway, I'm sorry. Right, right, right. There, there was, I think, Alecky is trying to bring back a couple people. And I think Quinn is, like, some evil shark person great being i have no idea but i think that has something like at least that is like the cause of people dying is that whole scenario got it 
good. Okay, maybe we should leave the hallway. Yeah, have fun. I'll keep watch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Be safe. You too. Holler if you need anything. Also, Sylvie Cool Dagger. That's like really dope. Thanks. It's made out of wood. I think it's Elvin. At the mention of Elvin, do I know anything about Elvin daggers? Give me a history check. 19 plus, what's my history? Six. So that would be a 25. You've seen a dagger quite like this. Big Hilda had a collection of daggers like this. It was of bright elven officers, officers of the Oscaruli army, or assassins that were sent to remove her. Oh, the one she ate. What? <laughs> what? This is something you would not know as a player. Don't worry. You'll find out about Bag Hilda eventually. But continuing, yes, in an attempt to remove her from the forest, she collected many of these daggers from those individuals as they fell and became nourishment for her or her garden. You know that these daggers are crafted from the heartwood of certain ancient trees, trees that have hardened and aged and fossilized and petrified, becoming stronger than the conventional metals that are utilized by human kingdoms. Selfie, this is a heartwood dagger. This is amazing. It must have a name. What's a heartwood dagger? I just thought it looked cool. These are traditional daggers of the elven army, usually showing a sign of status. And they are carved from petrified heartwood trees, and they're much stronger than even one made of metal. Oh, that's really cool. I didn't... I thought maybe it was decorative since it's wood. No, it's quite practical, which I'm sure you'll find out. Wow, that's really cool. How do you know that? Well, anyway, skedaddle, you two. Have fun and enjoy yourselves and be safe. Thank you. Don't, don't get eaten. Yeah, yell if the shark guy comes... Oh, don't worry, I'll have the shark guy yelling. Should we go find Kalina and Maya, or do you want to open another door? No, no, go have a good time. Have a good time. I think we need to open another door, in all honesty. Yeah, sounds good. I, they haven't yelled, so I'm sure they're fine. Yeah, as long as they're not like, shouting an agony or anything, I think it should be okay. Would you like to head to the north or to the west? I think we should go to the north door. Okay, yeah, north is good. There's... What, three doors on either side? Yeah, are we not whispering anymore? To the north, there are four doors in total. There are two on the northeastern wall, one on the north-north wall, and one on the northwest wall. Which one's closest to where we're at right now? One on the northeastern wall. That door? Sure. Perfect, we'll head northeast. As they walk by, I just want to straighten out their, like, you know, clothes a little bit and just make sure they're all together. Sylvie's clothes are still damaged from where she got bitten earlier, but you can straighten out their clothes. Sylvie, are you opening this door as well, or will Marcus be opening this door for you? I think Sylvie's probably leading the way, so she's probably going to be the one to open the door. Opening this door, you can see that in front of you is a room with two small windows on either side of a fireplace that are all set into the eastern wall. This room is decorated in hues of blue and white. A large bed with heavy bed curtains that are drawn 
around the bed, is positioned against the south wall. This room has a large chest of drawers and an armoire. The armoire, though, you can see it hangs open, clothes messily spilling from it. The chest of drawers is also sloppily closed, some things preventing the drawers from closing all the way. By the fireplace are two molded and bedraggled pillows that appear to have small divots on them. I think once again Sylvie would try and open the blinds to the room so Marcus can see, but she'd maybe pay more attention and make sure he's okay afterwards. Careful when you open those things, they tend to cause hallucinations or visions. What a strange house. Yeah, that's putting it lightly. So you pull back the curtains. These windows have been shuttered, but they still let in enough light that a beam of light falls across this room, illuminating it a bit more so that Marcus can see. Marcus, you can see what I described previously. No strange visions grip you in this room. Sylvie, do you see anything weird? Not other than an old rundown bedroom that looks like somebody maybe left in a hurry. Fair. I'm good. Nothing happened this time, so I guess we can start searching, see if anything useful or relevant, you know? Yeah, sounds good. Do you want to start with the armoire or maybe the dresser or... I'll check the dresser and see if anything's in there. And now Marcus will go ahead and investigate the dresser. Go right ahead. Please roll me an investigation check. While Marcus does that, Sylvie, what are you going to look at? I think she'd probably go and look over at the armoire since Marcus is dealing with the dresser. Just see if there's anything interesting, useful. Would you like to give me an investigation check as well? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think so. I rolled a natural 20 for a 21. You pull open the chest of drawers. A few of the drawers, they stick. They are bulging with clothes. Clothes that likely you think may have come from, say, a bigger chest of drawers or even from an armoire that have just been stuffed into here and tried, people have, someone has tried to slam it closed and has been trying to then push it further closed. And as you go through it, you recognize some of these the clothes. This looks like some of the clothes that Aleki was wearing in the visions you've seen. Oh my. What? What'd you find? Well, there's a lot of clothes in here, but some of them some of them look like Aleki's that he was wearing in those those visions I had. I don't know if that means what I think it means, but this can't be Aleki's room, right? I wouldn't think so. I would think that the master of the house's room would be more grand, but Yeah, that that makes sense, but I don't know why his clothes are here then. Yeah, that's really strange. Do you find anything? Well, gee, I don't know. Probably not, because I'm continuing my terrible rolls for tonight. I rolled a three, and I have a minus one, so I got a two. You just find various articles of clothing. Unlike Marcus, you do not recognize if these are Aleki's or not. No, just, I mean, just old clothes. Nothing that looks helpful. All right. Well, you think there's anything else worth looking in here, or what? The only other things in this room, from the description, 
are the pair of moldy pillows over by the fireplace, or the bed, which all of the curtains have been drawn shut around it. Well, I really don't want to open the curtains to the bed. I This house is too weird. I can't. But I think I would like to look at the pillows before we leave. Marcus would like to open the curtains in the bed. As you pull the curtains open, first off, are you doing this from the eastern side, closest to the window, or the western side, closest to the door? Uh, May the triadrian protect you. Gosh, that's an awfully weird question to ask somebody. Marcus will go ahead and pull it from the window side, the east side, I suppose. With some light slanting through the drawn curtains... You're able to see into this dark space. You see that the bed is a mess. Its tattered fragments of cloth are consumed by mildew and mold. And nestled amongst that, curled in the very center, are the skeletal remains of two dogs. Oh, gross. Oh no, are those... The dogs? I didn't get a good look at their skeletons, but I would say that those would be the two dogs that I saw. Well, maybe at least least they got to go in the bed, and hopefully they were comfy. Uh, Let's hope so. Marcus is going to push back the curtain. You push back the curtains, and as you close them, Nothing happens. Sylvie, when you investigated the two pillows over by the fireplace, they had stitched on them chartreuse and aqua. Like, the words or the embroidery was the colors? The words. One of them said chartreuse, and the other said aqua. Maybe that was the dog's names? I don't know. Strange names for a dog. Maybe, but strange place i guess so anything's possible that's true you want to get out of here this room is boring more than you know with the two of you exiting the room we'll switch over to kalina and maya as they open the door from this room that they are in into another the room that the two of you open the door into is severely devastated Damp has rotted the furniture. The soft yellow paint is peeling from the walls, and a portion of the ceiling itself has collapsed into the room. This large room contains a fireplace along the north wall, a large window to the southern wall, and two large double doors on the west and south walls respectively, which lead out onto a balcony. You are entering from the south end of the eastern wall, and you can see that there is a door off of this room from the west end of the north wall. The curtain rail still sits above the window, but all traces of fabric have long since vanished. Both balcony doors hang open, letting the elements directly into this room. You can see from moldering remains that there once was a very large bed, two chests of drawers, and two armoires in this room, but all have been severely damaged by rain, ocean spray, salt, and animals 
that have time from time to time have ventured in to this abode. Based off the size of this room, you can assume that this is likely the master bedroom. I don't think we're finding anything useful in this room. Uh, I don't think so. Maybe take a, a peek in one or two of the drawers, open the door of the armoire in case maybe the furniture protected the contents, but I think you're right. I don't think there's anything of use in here. Does the floor look safe? Oh, wow. Good question. Quite interesting that you'd ask that. Not really. It might be able to hold your weight, but if, say, a shark monster were chasing you, probably wouldn't hold their weight. Ooh, maybe we can get the shark monster to chase us through here if he comes upstairs. Do we want to try and make it to that other door? This floor's kind of unstable, looks unstable. Um, maybe if we stay kind of around the inside walls, it'll be a little bit stable. Definitely not go near the doors. All right, well... You sit here just in case I fall through the floor, and you can get help in case that happens. I'll shimmy over. And I can heal you. Be careful, please be careful. I'll do my best. And then Kalina will try and hug the inside of the walls and try and go to that door at the west, at the north wall. Can you give me an acrobatics check? Because I'm assuming that you're shimmying along the wall, doing your best to keep your balance and such. Nineteen. Kalina, you move along the wall, slowly making your way. You get to the corner. You turn. Continue to make your way. You can feel... You get to around the fireplace, and if the floor there feels stable. The fireplace likely is acting as some kind of foundation for the floor here. And it's quite good. So you're able to ease up a little bit as you move past it, and you finally make your way over to the other door. I will open it first and see what's in, see if I can see anything inside. This door opens into the western spoke of the main hallway for the second floor. You can see directly to your left, or further to the west, like directly to Kalina's left, is another door, and there is another door directly across from you. Ah, uh, there's two more doors on this side. Do you want to keep going, or should we go back to Alice? Looking in, does it look like there's any type of light, lighting in that hallway? Like, if I tried to open up a door, would, I wouldn't even see anything? Or can I not tell from here? If you opened a door, it might go to a room that has an outside window, but otherwise it is a dark hallway. Yeah, I think we should get more than just two of us in this room in case something bad happens. It's too dark for me to keep going. Okay, careful on your way back. Right, give me a minute, and I'll shimmy back over to Maya. You are able to successfully shimmy back over to Maya. Are you guys going to go out into the hallway? Yeah, back through the room. Back through the painting room? Yeah, back through the painting room, and then into the hallway. Alice, before they come out into the hallway, another painting. In this painting, two figures... A man and a woman are strolling arm in arm through a rose garden, fully in bloom. But when you look closely, you note that the faces of the figures have been rubbed off. Do I recognize the shape, perhaps, from the portraits of Aleki and... Is it Mariana? Is that her name? Mariana. Do I recognize, perhaps, like a similarity in a... You know, because portraits are usually done 
you know, maybe in one day and they wear the same outfit or whatever it is. This looks like it definitely could have been. Without the face, you can't be 100% sure. Why are their faces rubbed away? Hmm. It is probably while you're wondering that, that Kalina and Maya come back out into the hallway. Oh, hey guys. Hey? Hey. We found two rooms. This one's smaller and then it, it opens up into this big one. Maybe the master bedroom, but that room... Thank Kane for that. Somebody left the doors and windows open, so everything's rotted and the floor's not very stable. That's horrible. Who would ever want to live like that? I think this place has been empty for a long time. But we found a prayer to Hime. The Hearth Mother? Yes, maybe if we light a fire and say the prayer, maybe that will do the trick. Or or maybe we have to keep looking for a shrine. Also, there's a couple rooms I couldn't see because it's too dark for me. So, have you seen Sylvie and Marcus come by? Yeah, yeah, they went into that room over there. They said that Marcus got possessed and that it's the butler all along and he's the cause for all of this and that um Alecki is tr- just trying to like bring back his dead wife and child by sacrificing people and it sucks it's as Alice is saying that that Sylvie and Marcus come out of the room that they were in Marcus are you okay yeah, um, are we, oh, I was still whispering. Sorry. Oh, I don't know. Alice was Alice was whispering. I'm whispering because I don't want us to get caught. That's yeah. That makes that makes sense. I I'm fine. Alice told us what happened to you. Yeah, there was uh, a lecky. He looking. He poisoned a man named Anthony. I, I, did you feel them out this already? I did, I did. Where's the poison? Do you know where the poison is? I do not know. I think let's not get distracted. Kalina and I found a prayer to Hime, and I think if we light a fire and say that prayer, it might help. But we might actually need an actual shrine to Hime, so we should keep looking. Kalina and I didn't find one. Well, I think that whatever the source of this is, is in the lighthouse. And that we should try to, like, maybe root out the cause of the bad energy there. Maybe light the beacon or something. You mean the lighthouse with the monster that we just ran from? It's down in the basement, right? Like the entrance to the lighthouse? That's what I'm assuming. That's why we were breaking the wall, right? We saw, yeah, those stones... I don't know if we're ready for that yet. We still haven't found the Hearth Mother's Grace. Well, I feel like it could be in the lighthouse. Well, maybe. You think it might be up here? Let's check these the rest of these rooms first, and then we can go back towards that thing and then hope. Right. We wouldn't want to miss if there is a shrine or something. I think it's more likely that there's a shrine to Hime in the house than in the evil, creepy lighthouse place. I don't know why that would have a shrine to Hime. Okay, alright. Let's find it. Alice. Mm-hmm. You know how you were able to talk to the mistress of the house? Yeah. Well, if Aleki was 
just doing this to save his wife and child, and, and it's really the butler that's evil. Do you think we could talk to him? Do you think he'd know something about how to stop the shark monster? Alecky? Yeah. You're asking me to ask Alecky? Well, I mean, maybe not right now. The murderer. I just want to interject real quick and let you know that I think that's like, that's, that's a working theory. I don't have any evidence to, besides him killing people. Right. He poisoned you, right? So, like, he couldn't have been good, probably. I didn't say he was morally good. I just don't think the butler might be the source of the idol. Okay, okay. Oh, wait, never mind, never mind. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting us distracted now. I don't think someone would tell us how to kill themselves. We're also assuming he's dead, and if he's a shark monster, that's not gonna work, right? They've gotta be dead for the terrible thing you did in that room. Right, Alice? Oh, you think Alecky is the monster? Alecky is the shark monster. Oh, I thought the butler was the shark monster. I thought they both were the shark monster. Right. No, he is a shark monster. He has, he has like, black eyes and big old teeth. And I don't say he... He's not like the other, other shark person we saw. Wait, there's two shark monsters? So there's two shark monsters? Well, no, not exactly. It... He looked like a shark. I didn't say it was a shark monster. Let's keep gathering more information. It seems to me like we still don't really have enough to know exactly what the heck is going on or what we should do. You're right. We should open more doors. Kalina, let's keep looking. Maybe without going through the bedroom with the dangerous floor. Let's, yeah, let's, I want to save that one for the last one. I think we should take everyone if we're going that way. Yeah, I agree. Shall we keep going west? It's as good a direction as any. Be careful, don't get possessed. You too. <laughs> Will Marcus and Sylvie go back to the north? Yeah, I think that makes sense, right? Sure. Will you go to the next door on the northeast? The door to the north-north? Or the door to the northwest? What do you think? Let's try the, the most north door. The north-north door. Couldn't hurt. Great, sounds great. We will go to the north north door. Sylvie, you open this door into a room with a large window on the north wall that has been tightly shuttered against the elements. This room does not let that much light in. You are standing in a small door in the southeastern corner of the room, and there is a fireplace in the southwestern corner. This room is decorated in rich reds and browns. A large, elegant bed is placed against the east wall, the canopy hanging in tatters, and there is also a large chest of drawers. Is there anything you would like to investigate particularly? Um, I think Sylvie would like to go through the chest of drawers. She'd open the blinds for Marcus again, if she can. The blinds in this room are already open. It is just that the windows have been shuttered tightly, so they're covered in shutters to protect them from the storm. Marcus, what would you like to investigate in this room? Marcus will check out the fireplace. Sylvie, can I have an investigation check from you? Marcus, I don't need an investigation check from you. Alright, I switched dice, so this one was a 15, but I have a minus one, so 14. As you look through this chest of drawers, it is mostly empty. Empty in a way that you would expect for a guest room, as if this room was meant to be open for anyone to drop in. Marcus, looking above the fireplace, there are a couple different things. There is 
propped there on a stand on the mantel, there is a mace. And then there are a couple different bottles that are filled with sand or small little rocks or various herbs and dried flowers. Uh, Sylvie. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. Do you think all of these bottles and stuff, they think that'd be useful? Maybe. I'm not sure. Does Sylvie recognize any of the herbs in the bottles? Looking through the glass bottles or if you say dust, dust some of it off, you'll note looking in that they mostly appear to be various dried aromatics potpourri style oh yeah i don't i don't know that they'd be very helpful they just it's just the sort of stuff people put in their house to make things smell good it doesn't i mean maybe we could take a bottle alice is pretty creative so maybe he could find something to do with it but marcus will take a bottle of the dirt we should we should take this mace you never know when you need a good mace that's true maybe kalina would like it I don't know how to use a mace. Or uh, Maya might use a mace. I don't know. Or give Alice a good old swing or two with it. But who knows? Or just throw it at the shark thing and run. But who knows? That sounds like a good plan. Okay. And the two of you will head out from that room. Switching over to Kalina and Maya. You guys have gone to the west. As you start to walk down this part of the hallway, you can see that a bit of light is filtering in through a door that has been opened to the south. As you come to it, to these three doors at the end of the hallway, you note that the southernmost one opens out into the master bedroom. Oh good, we don't have to go across that floor again. Oh, but that was so much fun. <laughs> well, if we're being chased by a shark monster, maybe we'll, we'll get a chance to do it. So there is a door to the west, directly ahead of, of you, and there is a door to the north, to the right of you. Should we try this one at the very end of the hallway and then work our way back? Makes sense to me. Okay. Maya will open the westmost door. You open this small door that is in the eastern wall of this room, but it's west to you. And looking into it, it is a small room. Directly to your right, in the northeastern corner of the room, there is a small fireplace. This room is dark, as it has no windows. But the main feature of this room is a large copper tub that looks big enough to seat two. In addition to the tub, there is a tripod and a pot for heating water in the fireplace. A small table... And a cabinet. Well, definitely not much in here. Might as well check the cabinet. Yeah, good idea, Kalina. And I'll check the cabinet, see if there's anything in there. You cross to the cabinet, opening it. And you can see that it is filled with various boxes and jars. Maya, with your passive perception, you can hear a faint bubbling sound. Kalina, do you hear that? Huh? Uh, no. I don't hear anything. I could have swore I heard a faint bubbling noise. Cass, does it sound like boiling water? No. It doesn't. It sounds like bubbles rising through water. I will look into the tub. You could have sworn that when you entered this room, that there was no water in the bathtub. 
But as you look at it, you can see that in fact there is, and that the water seems to be rising, though it was not filled. You cannot see where it is rising from, but it is slowly rising. You look into it when it is about three quarters full. Uh, Kalina, Maya points at the tub. Do you see this too, or is it just me? Kalina will look to where she's pointing. The tub has water in it. And can she tell it's rising? Yeah, it looks like it's risen a bit. Did either of us turn water on? No, there's there's a tub, there's a, sorry, there's a pot for heat in the water, but I'm not seeing anybody pouring it in. Let's get out of here. If there's nothing in the cabinet, let's just, let's just go. I mean, there's some boxes, but I can't read any of this. I don't know if there's anything in there. Maya will take a quick look, but she wants to get out of here before that tub floods. Clean will be keeping an eye on the tub while she's doing that. Maya, as you're looking through, you see that it's salt, rose petals, rosemary, various different types of herbs and aromatics that you'd put into the water. Likely for a more relaxing bath. But Kalina, you see a shape in the water. Uh, what type of shape does it look like? It looks like a person. There's a person laying at the bottom of the tub. So Kalina will run back into a wall. So, uh, uh, Maya? Yeah, is is the water going to overflow? I'm sorry, am I taking too long? Th- th- there's a person in there, I think. Maya's going to whip around and look at the tub. As you whip around and look at the tub, your eyes lock with a young man's form that is laying, sort of lazily almost floating under the water in the tub. His eyes flash open. The world flips for you. You are on the bottom of the tub. Where Maya stood a moment before, there is now a waterlogged young man with decaying skin and eyes. Maya, as you try to struggle to rise up, the top of the tub has frozen over. No, 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 no! No, no! No! listening to Roll With Adventure, where we bring you this story from our imagination to your ears. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe for future episodes, rate us where you get your podcast, and visit us at www.rollwithadventure.com. If you'd like to contact us, you can write us at dm at rollwithadventure.com. Our intro and outro music is Brave by Arcane Anthems. Thanks for the components of this episode's soundscapes. Go to zapsplat.com, Purple Planet Music, and Arcane Anthems. Full credits are in the episode description. Oh no! Fake, fake news! Fake snake news! Snake news. It's spreading. Snake news. <laughs> snake news. <laughs> it's like snake jazz. Oh, I love that. (laughs) The snakes have an agenda. They're working with the mushrooms, obviously. What about Merced Wasabi? I hope someone can tell me what the name was. Why did I write it? Brain.
Y'all was praying to thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love you guys so much. This is so good. I am losing it over here. I am so glad I'm muted. <laughs> yeah, I did. Jinx, show me water. <laughs> Where am I going to find water in here? Put a jinx on me, Marcus. Well, not here. Let's... Margata. Okay, let's... I'm sorry. Get distracted. Oh. This house, it really... I can't... Man, of all the things I thought that would kill us, I didn't think it would be a tub. <laughs>